ಜಯ ರಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನ ಗಿರಿವರದಾರೆ ಜಯ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನ ಗಿರಿವರದಾರೆ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ವ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ವ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರಾವನಚಾರೆ ಯಮುನತೀರಾವನಚಾರೆ ಜಯ ರಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನ ವಲ್ಲಿವರದಾರೆ ಜಯ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನ ವಲ್ಲಿವರದಾರೆ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ವ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ವ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರಾವನಚಾರೆ ಯಮುನತೀರಾವನ ಚಾರೆ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸದೇ 
Gaura Bhakta Vrinda Chaitanya Prabhu Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare 
हरे रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे जय राधा वल्लभ राधा वल्लभ राधे जय राधे जय राधे जय राधे जय श्री राधे जय जगन्नाथा जय जगन्नाथा जय बलदेवा जय सुभद्रा देवी जय गौरनिताय 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 जय गौरनिताय जय प्रभु पादा प्रभु पादा जय प्रभु पादा जय प्रभु पादा जय भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी प्रभु पादा जय भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी प्रभु पादा निथाय गौर हरे बोल हरे बोल हरे बोल निताय गौर हरे बोल निताय गौर हरे बोल हरे बोल हरे बोल निताय गौर हरे बोल गौर प्रेमनंदे जय ओम विष्णुपदाय परमहंस परिवराक्राचार्य अस्तोतर अभयचरणारविंद भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शीला प्रभुपाद की जय इस्कॉन फाउंडर आचार्य जगद्गुरु शीला प्रभुपाद श्री 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 जगन्नाथ बलदेव सुभद्रा महाराणी की जय श्री 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 गौरनिताय की जय श्री 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 राधा वल्लभ भगवान की जय ऑल ग्लोरीज टू द असम्बल डिवोटेज ऑल ग्लोरीज टू द असम्बल डिवोटेज All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to Shri Shri Guru and Gauranga.
ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया So today we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 18, new chapter, entitled Deity Vows to Kill King Indra, text number 1. Shri Sukha Uvacha, Prishnistu Patni Savitu. Prishnistu patni savitu Savitram vyahartim trahim Savitrim vrayhartim trahim trahim Agnihotram pasum somam Agnihotram pasum somam Chaturmasya Mahamakan Chaturmasyan Mahamakan Sri Sukha Uvacha Prishnistu Patni Savitu Prishnistu Patni Savitu Savitram Vyahertim Trahim Savitrim Vyahartim Trahim Agnihotram Pasum Somam Agnihotram Pasum Somam Chaturmasya Mahamakan Chaturmasya Mahamakan Savitrim Vairtim Trahim Chaturmasya Mahamakam Shri Sukha Uvacha Prishnistu Patni Savitu Savitrim Vairtim Trahim Savitrim Vayartim Prahim Sarit 
Patrim. Agnihotram Pasum Soma. Vishnu Supatni Soha. Savitram Trayatim Trahim. Savitram Brahertim We'll see the word-to-word translation. Sri Sukha Huvacha. Sri Sukadeva Goswami said, Prishni, Prishni, Tu, then, Patni, wife, Savitu, of Savita, Savitrim, Savitri, Vyahartim, Vyaharti, Trahim, Trahi, Agnihortam, Agnihotra, Pasum, Pasu, Somam, Soma, Chaturmasyam, Chaturmasya, Maha Makan, the five Maha Yagyas. Translation only by Srila Prabhupada. Sri Sukadeva Goswami said, Prishni was a wife of Savita, the fifth of the 12 sons of Aditi, 
gave birth to three daughters. Savitri, Vayaharthi, and Trahi. And the sons named Agnihotra, Pasu, Soma, Chaturmasya, and the five Mahayagyas. We do not have purport until text number six. So we will just go through, I'll go through the texts, text for two, three, four, and five, and also six, yeah? O King Siddhi, who was a wife of Bhaga, the sixth son of Aditi, bore three sons, named Mahima, Vibhu, and Prabhu, and one extremely beautiful daughter, whose name is Ashi. Text number three and four combined. Datta, the seventh son of Aditi, had four wives named Kuhu, Siniwali, Raka, and Anumati. These wives begot, begot four sons named Sayam, Darsha, Prataha, and Purnamasa, respectively. The wife of the Vidata, the eighth son of Aditi, was named Kriya. In her Vidata begot the five fire gods, namely the Purishyas. The wife of Varuna, the ninth son of Aditi, was named Karshani Brihu, the son of Brahma, took birth again in her womb. Text number five. By the semen of Varuna, the great mystic Valmigi took birth from the anthill. Brigu and Valmigi were respective sons of Varuna, whereas Agastya and Vashishta Rishi were the common sons of Varuna and Mitra, the tenth son of Aditi. Text number six. Upon seeing Urvasi, the celestial society girl, both Mitra and Varuna discharged semen which they preserved in an earthen pot. The two sons, Agastya and Vashishta, later appeared from the pot, and they are therefore the common sons of Mitra and Varuna. Mitra begot three sons in the womb of his wife, whose name was Revati. Their names were Astarga, Arishta, and Pipala. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Modern science is trying to generate living entities in test tubes by processing semen. But even long, long ago, it was possible for semen kept in a pot to develop into a child. Om Agyana Timurandasya, Jnananjana Shalakaya, Chakshur Unmilitam Ena Tasmai Shri Guruvena, Sri Chaitanya Manobistam Stapitam Ena Bhutale, Swayam Rupa Katamahim Tadatiswa Padantam. Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadara Shiva Sadi Gaura Bhakta Vrinda, 
हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा सो वी सी हेर लॉट ऑफ नेम्स इज वाइफ दे गॉट थ्री चिल्ड्रन एंड दिस मैन दिस मुनि गॉट दैट वाइफ एंड ही हेज गॉट फोर चिल्ड्रन so many names hmm? now why so many names are mentioned in shrimad bhagavatam what's the reason for mentioning all this all they can say is krishna is a supreme personality of godhead come chant his name and do devotional service to him right lineages are given What's the reason? Yes. Yes. Of course, it's all connected to Bhagavatam. So, parampara out of not taking out of a blue. if something is linked to the parampara it's easier for us to understand for example shila prabhupad if we say only shila prabhupad hmm, okay he is a pure devotee and all that but to understand that shila prabhupad has also got a guru his guru has got a guru <coughs> then we can connect isn't it if i say i'm just dropped from the sky i do not have parents then it doesn't make sense if i say my parents is you know lakshminarayan his parents is something else like that you know if you keep on saying yes it makes sense yes yes connection is there parampara that is one aspect i think children have to be little bit quieter little bit quieter i know they are children what can you do but little bit quieter will be better so therefore you should give some activity yeah therefore good thank you now shim just to prove that shrimad bhagavatam so many names are there why because shrimad bhagavatam is not a speculation or allegorical story it provides minute details yeah minute details see who has gone to sometimes you know um, when we say uh, i've got a relative there in mumbai i've got so many relatives in uh, chennai or whatever maybe i do not know i may know only the first uh, relationship you know for example cousin or someone i do not know who are their sons where they got married to i do not know but here bhagavatam gives a very minute details what's the reason for this minute detail because this minute details gives efficacy to prove that yes bhagavatam is a spiritual literature it is not just written for fun or it's not a friction it's not an allegorical story yeah it has got a deep meaning it's got values it's got efficacy so that's the reason it's been explained in sequential order that's the first step. then if you see because we starting the first chapter chapter number 17 is named mother parvati curses chitraketu and chapter number 18 dt vows to kill king indra now if you really see 
there is a complete change over in the continuity of events, isn't it? How can someone compromise? When you read some stories, yeah, they'll say, yes, the story is continuing in a pattern. But here, unless you know the bigger picture, it's very difficult to understand. What, what uh, Chitraketu Maharaj has to do with the deity? How it is connected? Suddenly the next chapter starts with something different. So this is Bhagavatam. Therefore, we need to understand in the right perspective. We cannot concoct Bhagavatam, isn't it? So let us try to understand, put things together so that we understand it better. Okay? For that, what we have to do is we have to revisit. We have to go backside and try to pull some information and connect it together. Then we will understand the chain. Okay? So what we are going to do is in the sixth canto, the same canto, we are not going to any other cantos. In the sixth canto, in the sixth chapter, what's the sixth chapter of sixth canto? It says, the progeny of the daughters of Daksha. So progeny, sixth chapter starts with the, the progeny of the daughters of Daksha. Now, Daksha had how many daughters? You have to recall. Which Bhagavadam are you referring to? <laughs> we have got Bhagavadam from our shelf. Is it Bhagavadam or just a... It's like a score, you're giving some score. <laughs> Thirteen has been married to Kashyapa Muni. Good try, but how many? Sixty. Six, six, zero. Sixty daughters. Because Daksha is a Prajapati. Who's a Prajapati? He's a one who's empowered to increase the universes. He has to populate. That is an order given by the Lord. But some, some other people also populate. But that's not an order of the Krishna. But Krishna's order to Prajapati is to increase the population. Because this is, we are talking about Satya Yuga, where the population was very less. And therefore, Daksha took the leadership of Prajapati to increase the population. Yeah? Now, out of the 60 daughters married to Kashyapa Muni, of them, Two were very prominent. Who are the two? Very good. Diti, Diti and Aditi. Aditi is a mother of demigods. Although Kashyapa Muni married so many, these two are very prominent. Now Diti is the mother of the demons. And we see in the track that next chapter that we are going to talk about the two famous notorious sons of Diti, who are Hiranyaksha and Hiranyakashipu, is going to come in the next chapter. Now, whereas the Aditi is a devotee, and therefore she gave rise to a lot of demigods. If you say interestingly, this chapter starts with the chapter, that's why the chapter name is Diti vows to kill Indra. But the first few verses, we are talking about Aditi's 
children. It, in, it has got nothing to do with it. DT is almost, um, uh, of course, mother of all the demons, but we are describing the children of Aditi who are demigods, like Varuna, Vayu, Brigu, and all that. Hmm? So again, in order for us to understand this, what happens is, in the sixth canto, yes, we saw that. Now, again, in the sixth canto, text number 38 to 39. Okay? So chapter 6, uh, text number 38 to 39. I'm just reading the translation. It says, now please hear me as I describe. Who is describing to whom? Sukadev Goswami is... Uh, yeah, exactly. That is the one. He's continuing the topic. Now, Sukadeva Goswami is saying, please listen to me as I describe <coughs> the, the descendants of Aditi in chronological order. In this dynasty, the supreme personality of God at Narayana descended by his plenary expansions. The names of the sons of Aditi are Vishwasan, Aryana, Pusa, Twesta. Note this name, it's going to come now. Twesta, Savita. We, we spoke about it. Where did he speak about Savita? The very first verse. The very first verse talks about the fifth son of Aditi. Hmm? Now, Twesta, Aditi, Bhaga, Bata, Vidata, Varuna, Mitra, Satru, and Urukrama. Who's Urukrama? Sukadeva Goswami is giving a hint. I, in this dynasty, the supreme personality of God Narayana descended by his plenary expansions. So, who is Urukrama? Vamanade. Now, Vamanadeva pastimes are mentioned in Canto 8. It will be mentioned. It'll be, we are going to study that soon in Canto 8. So, here it is mentioned about the 12 sons yeah, of Aditi. Now, that is continuing in the chapter 18. Because, why it is continuing? Because from chapter 6, the descendants of Daksha's daughter has been told. Okay? Now, from chapter number 7, so we are trying to follow. From chapter number 7 to 17, what is happening? There is a big narration. See, see what's happening is, Sukadeva Goswami is narrating the pastimes of Srimad Bhagavatam. Then Parishik Maharaj asks a question. So he has to deviate. Now, again from that, he will ask one more question. He has to deviate. So there is a lot of deviation. It is not in sequential order. Okay? So, what's happened is, from chapter 7 to, 7, 7 to 17, a big narration is going on by Sukadeva Goswami. What he's saying is, he's talking about the killing of Vishwarupa by Indra. He was talking. Then immediately Parishit Maharaj asked, why? Vishwarupa has to be killed. Then, 
again sukadev goswami has to say because while vishwarupa was doing sacrifices he offered little bit of oblation to the demons his his family members and therefore indra got angry and cut it now who is twista sorry who is vishwarupa because the past time is continuing see we are going back now not the 18th chapter we are for a time being we are going to chapter 7 and we are going to come back then it makes sense to you why there was a link because sukadeva goswami is just picking up the thread right wherever he left is picking up the thread so who is vishwarupa although manmohan prabhu was not here but still we have to take the help of him who is vishwarupa come on he gave that class and he left to brindavan manmohan prabhu so he will remember that yes who is vishwarupa he very good now who's fa- who's a son vishwarupa is a son of whom twista very good who is twista we saw now he is a fourth son of aditi so you got the point now daksha is there daksha has got 60 dollars daughters out of the 60 daughters two are very prominent diti and aditi now the shukadev goswami is talking on the sixth chapter about aditi's sons 12 sons out of which the fourth son name is twista twista's son was vishwarupa vishwarupa when he was doing a yagya he gave some oblations to the demon which indra did not like it so what happened he cut all the heads and killed him then what happened will twista keep quiet because his son was killed murdered will he keep quiet no what he did he did the yagya and in the yagya who came vitrasura came and vitrasura came and there was a fight between vitrasura and india uh, and indra big fight was there and then what happened vitrasura was killed and how long it took for indra to kill vitrasura one year to cut his head it's a full time job one year to cut the head of vitra of, of vitrasura then at that battlefield parishit maharaj was very curious to understand how come this demon eh, he's got a demon body but he is acting like a devotee how can a demon acting like a devotee because we see in kali yuga all the devotees act like demons yeah of course not you people i'm just generally saying so he was surprised how can a demon act like a devotee and therefore what did sukadev goswami has to say he has to give back the past life of vitrasura which is chitraketu and then the whole start the whole story line up again starts with chitraketu what happened to chitraketu he got so many wives but he did not get a child when the child was born the child died then he took up the spiritual knowledge and then he became vid with us later but after that he became vidyadhara yeah where 
he was going in an aeroplane and he saw he saw whom lord shiva yeah and mother parvati sitting on shiva's lap so he was jokingly you know passing some comments which shiva thought oh is my friend but parvati did not like so when a wife is there we should not comment about her husband that's what we learn one of the lesson we learn is yes when the husband is alone it's okay but when the husband is the wife do not comment and then par mother parvati got so angry that he cursed him become a demon at that time twista was doing a yagya so the demon uh, chitraketu maharaj because he was cursed he became a demon and was he took birth in a sacrifice as vitrasura and then this is what line up continues now parvati was cursed and all that this connection is over now now sukadeva goswami is going to a different angle now he is going to talk about the lineage of aditi and then lineage of dt because dt is a heading you know so if you see the first nine verses of this chapter the first nine verses talks about aditi's descendants while 10 to 19 talks about dt's descendants the lineage of aditi you can solve or the lineage of dt now text number 5 interestingly because from there sex number 6 comes up now text number 5 what does it say it says by the semen of varuna the great mystic valmiki took birth from a anthill bruhu and valmiki were specific sons of varuna whereas agastya and vashishta muni were the common sons of varuna and mrittu and from there the next verse is upon seeing urvashi the celestial society society girl both mitra and varuna discharged semen which they preserved in earthen pot the two sons agastya and vasista later appeared from the pots and shila prabhupada is commenting about how long long time there were children born from pots or test tubes and now children are born from test tubes yes so therefore shila prabhupada is commenting in his purport modern science is trying to generate living entities in the test tubes by processing semen but even long long ago it was possible for semen kept in a pot to develop into a child i would like to recall a morning walk <coughs> a morning walk by shila propa in the 19th of april 1973 at los angeles regarding test tube babies when normally what happens early morning shila prabhupada the founder acharya of iskon he goes for a walk along with the walk there will be lot of his disciples going with him and during that time so many conversation will come up and all the conversations are so important it is pertaining to some subject matter which shila prabhupada would have already discussed in elsewhere bhagavadam 
so important. Srila Prabhupada, when he opens his mouth, is only nectar and that to pertaining to something about spirituality. This is how Srila Prabhupada was. So I'm reading this comment. Please listen. Okay. Now the person who were with Srila Prabhupada was Srila Prabhupada himself, then Brahmananda. You know that? Brahmananda was a very senior disciple of Srila Prabhupada who was instrumental in making this ISKCON movement. Very, very senior devotee, Brahmananda. And then followed by him was Swarup Damodar Goswami, who was also known as Dr. Singh, who was a scientist. So the conversation is with the scientist. Previously he was a scientist, but after coming to Krishna consciousness, he became a, a, a big guru, leading guru. Swarup Damodar Das uh, Prabhu, uh, or Goswami. Then Karandara. Karandara was one of the devotees there. Then what's happened is, Swarup Damodar Prabhu, he raises a point. Srila Prabhupada, these days, babies are produced in test tubes. Then, you know how Srila Prabhupada, he thought and he said in the conversation, the womb is already there, very, eh? and children are already growing. What is the need? This is not advancement. Advancements means something which will benefit, isn't it? So he said, naturally Krishna has given the uterus to the lady and child is growing everywhere, you know. All, everyone is getting. What is the need? Is this advancement? Tila Prabhupada is saying. Then Swarup Damodar Prabhu or Goswami Maharaj is saying, they are very proud and they want to do it outside of womb. Yeah? They want to do it outside of womb. Anyway, child is growing in the womb. We want to prove that we are also God. We want to equate to God. Therefore, we want to prove everything which God has done. <coughs> God can create babies, He can also create babies. Why not? It's a mentality. Demonic people, okay? Then, Brahmananda Prabhu is saying, they are just making it more difficult and expensive way. There is a natural way and there is an expensive way. Expensive way is you go to the fertility center, they'll ask you some $10,000 or whatever maybe, which is naturally done. So look at this. Okay. Then, Swarup Damodar Maharaj said, <laughs> people want to give them noble price. Then Srila Prabhupada was really you know, annoyed. And then in between, Brahmananda, before Srila Prabhupada could answer, he's going to tell something, Brahmananda Prabhu said, Srila Prabhupada, this noble prize was given, as taken after the name of the person who invited dynamite. Do you know that? I didn't know that. On research I found out. Yeah? His name was Alfred Nobel. Correct? He is the one who invited dynamite. Can you see dynamite? Bomb. And the scientist community gave him a Nobel prize, which is for his name. Okay, on his name. So therefore, henceforth, if anyone gives a Nobel Prize, that means it's taken after his name. Noble Alfred. So Nobel Prize. And there's a prize money. So if we do any invention in the science, science 
that is considered great and a price is given and the name of the price is noble now you know that and that guy was given that guy noble uh, alfred was himself given price because his name was noble and because he invented dynamite now after hearing this shila prabhupada was very furious <laughs> okay now he's he's saying something with reference to shrimad bhagavatam he's saying shila prabhupada quoted this verse what is that 2.3.19 in shrimad bhagavatam men who are like dogs just bhagavatam is saying hogs camels and asses praise those men who never listen to the transcendental pastimes of lord sri krishna the deliverer from evils so people who are like camels dogs they want to glorify other camels and dogs that's what it means so shila prabhupada is saying how will they have an in- interest to listen to krishna they are always going in the track okay and then what happened he wasn't happy the conversation goes on and all that that is over so now the topic for us today because i thought rather than going and on let us stop this and we'll try to dwell on a topic okay now the topic what i picked up today was science and spirituality how are we going to match up okay because science is also growing spirituality is also growing kaliyuga how do we have to match up how do we have to reconcile okay so we see the technology now it has grown from test tube to youtube yeah it's growing if you want anything you go to youtube and see there they are loading semen here they are loading video that's a difference okay both is going on loading is going on okay so first we see one or two aspects of the demerits of science okay and then we will start because of course in the material world okay there is always there is a side effect there's a reaction for everything newton's third law to every action there is equal but opposite reaction always there is a reaction in the material world if i do like this the table is also giving a reaction to me and that's why you know i'm feeling you know little bit of a pain or whatever you call right if i do like this a table so there is equal but opposite reaction is there in the material world okay we have to understand that nothing is for free so global warming they say isn't it it's a big problem the climate is changing but people from melbourne we are not surprised because one day we see all the weathers and therefore when we say climate change we are not surprised correct when we come into the bhagavatam class there is a sun when we go out it's raining heavily then think oh why did we not bring the umbrella <laughs> this is how melbourne works now do you know the reason for this global warming what's the reason yeah the reason is due to lot of emission of gases especially they say not much of carbon dioxide but they say it's converted and it's changed into nitrous oxide because our atmosphere consists of oxygen and oxygen and 
carbon dioxide is produced. It's formed, transformed. But what does the atmosphere consist of? Oxygen and nitrogen. nitrogen. Come on. We should know this. Savia, Sivia, you should know that, right? The atmosphere consists of oxygen and nitrogen. So what happens? The oxygen, carbon emissions are there. I'm not taking a science class here, but you should need a science teacher as well because we are going to discuss about science and spirituality. So the oxygen from the atmosphere reacts with carbon and produces carbon dioxide. In the same way, oxygen reacts with nitrogen also and produces nitrous oxide, which is a very dangerous gas. So what happens is, because of our aircraft, when we say, oh, next week I'm flying to India, how we are going? Singapore Airlines. We do not know. We go, and what is the emission gone? You know that? It says, <clears throat> due to the increase in oxygen, or due to the increase in carbon dioxide and nitrous oxide, the global aviation industry produces about 2% of carbon dioxide emissions, and the road transportation uh, produces about 10 to 12%. And this affects the climate change. So, one may think, oh, when I fly, there is not much traffic. But the pollution is there, 2 to 3% of pollution. And you can see sometimes there are airports, maybe Mumbai or things like that, or even probably Sydney or even Melbourne too, There, every minute one flight is landing and every minute one flight is taking off. And can you imagine the transmission produced can you imagine? We just see something coming and going, like a bird. But you know the transmission, the gases they are producing? This is affecting the global climate. And therefore, we can see everywhere is erratic. See, this is summer, or going to be summer, right? In Melbourne, normally you see, we expect a warm weather in November, isn't it? Relatively warm. But I think this summer we are going to have wet summers. I don't think it's going to be dry summers. It's going to rain all over the way. So this is because of abnormal features, abnormality. It's not normal. And this is due to the global warming. This is a very, very important thing we have to be aware of, but we have got less control. So what we should do, basically, we are in an environment where we are forced, we don't have a choice, okay? So we should be very careful in picking up the right choice. And therefore, let us have some conversation on this, science and spirituality, okay? Now, how do we understand this in the right perspective? How do we understand this? Science gives us operational procedures. For example, how to operate a camera, how to operate a computer. There's a camera here, there's a cameraman here, there's a mic here, how to operate this operation. But spirituality gives you a knowledge which is much higher, which is known as transcendental knowledge. What is transcendental knowledge? The very meaning, transcendence, transcendental knowledge. What does it mean? Yes, transcend, that means go beyond. 
That is why Srila Prabhupada always says, not spiritual knowledge. Because many people think spiritual is something, you know. It's a knowledge which is given for you to cross over the material. So Srila Prabhupada always says, transcendental knowledge, correct? Although it's spiritual knowledge, this is how he means it. Transcendent, you have to transcend. If, you, if there is a problem here, what do you do? You transcend this room. You transcend, if there is a problem in the material world, what do you do? You don't find better means to live. What do you do? You trans, you go out of the material world. If there's a problem in the room, you go out of the room. So this is a concept. So the spiritual knowledge or transcendental knowledge gives you a knowledge where you can go out of the material world. Material knowledge will give you how to run this material knowledge, material aspects nicely. How to build a house, how to get a nice car, how to run a camera, all these things. Okay, operational knowledge is different to the transcendental knowledge. For example, in Kurukshetra war, Mahabharat war, in the battlefield, did Arjuna say, Krishna, please train me how to shoot the arrows? Because I am a, I am a Kshatriya, you should teach me. Did, Krishna, did Arjuna say that? Why? If I am a computer engineer, I will say, please teach me cloud, you are a cloud professor. Please teach me cloud. Isn't it? I will say, why is Arjuna not asking Krishna, come on, Krishna teach me how I can kill, uh, uh, you know, whatever the opponent, Dronacharya, please tell me how I can kill Bhishma. Did he say that? Why? He wants a knowledge to solve his problem. And that problem cannot be solved on the same level. It has to go higher. And therefore, he surrendered to Krishna. And Krishna gave spiritual knowledge, transcendental knowledge. He did not give the art of training. He did not give material knowledge. Yes? What did he give Krishna? In the same way, we are reading Srimad Bhagavatam. That means Parishik Maharaj was about to die in seven days. He did not go to Sukadev Gosame and say, please tell me the best hospital with ICU units so that I die properly. <laughs> seven days is there. I want to go to the best hospital in India and then I should be in the ICU for six and a half days. Seventh day I eat nicely and I die. Please, Sukadeva Goswami, give me this knowledge, which is the best flight I can go, so that oxygen cylinder also I can carry along. Was this described in Srimad Bhagavatam? Seven days is there for a person to die. What did he do? He surrendered to Sukadeva Goswami as a teacher, and he said, please give me transcendental knowledge, so that I can fix my mind on Krishna. This is exactly what Arjuna wanted. Krishna, let me fix my mind on you and then everything becomes easier for me to handle in this world. Doesn't matter whether I kill or I die. I don't care. This was the attitude of Dio. Sukadeva Goswami, seven days. Please tell me all about Krishna. How a person at the time of death should do and what he should be absorbed at the time of death. This was a question raised by 
Parishit Maharaj to Sukadeva Goswami. And what did Sukadeva Goswami say? Although he gave immediately, but he's giving steps gradually. He said, at the time of death, one should constantly chant, remember, talk about Krishna. And in that way, only the mind, restless mind will be controlled. There is no other way. This is transcendental knowledge. Not the knowledge of the body, but the body, the knowledge regarding soul, so that one can transcend. So therefore, we see how transcendental knowledge is important. That is why discussing Bhagavatam, which will give you an impetus to go beyond body. No other knowledge in no other university talks about this. How to transcend. All they'll tell you is procedures, yeah. In the material world, procedures. How I can better my living? Today you have got a Kia car, please get BMW. You got BMW, please get Audi and support Australia. This is a knowledge. And what happens? A person with a BMW, he thinks, I've got a high engine power, I can do whatever, he zooms, and that will be end. He will take up another body. This is what's happening. So a lack of knowledge. Okay? So the first point is, scriptures actually gives us higher knowledge, whereas material world or material knowledge gives us only operational knowledge. Is it clear? It gives an operational knowledge, how to do, how to drive a car, how to get money. But spiritual knowledge gives a higher knowledge, which is known as transcendental knowledge, which helps you to transcend all your problems. Because in the material world, we have problems. You cannot solve the problem on the same level. You have to go to the next level to solve. One. Next. What's the difference between scriptural knowledge and material knowledge? In, in that perspective, how do we have to see it? Now, because we have gone up to sixth canto, up to the sixth canto, that is a lot of mention about cosmography, us cosmology, okay? How the world is structured, how the universe, where is, what is the movement of the sun, how the sun travels, especially uh, the fifth canto, and the other cantos also, there's a lot of mention about cosmology. Yeah, Mount Meru, how the demigods are, you know, etc., etc., and all that. So, the purpose of Bhagavadam is to fix your mind on Krishna, and therefore, the Bhagavadam fifth canto says how by hearing cosmology, one can fix the mind on Krishna. By hearing, sometimes people ask, why do I have to study about this movement of the sun? The movement of the earth, etc., right? But the fifth canto tells you, one of the purpose, Srila Prabhupada says, that is to fix your mind on hearing. If you hear cosmology, that means you're fixing your mind on Krishna. Then one may ask a question, how is that? How is it possible? Yes, it is possible. That's what we are going to prove now, going to say. <coughs> Uh, in the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, 
the bhagavadam progresses from matter to spirit and spirit to the supreme spirit bhagavadam is focusing like that is progressing if you look at the second chapter now also there is mention about virat rupa the second canto what is virat rupa virat rupa is considering this whole universe as a gigantic form of krishna as a body of krishna meditating on it and go beyond that because bhagavadam is subsequently go, going from second canto to third canto to fourth canto and like that so our focus is to go beyond the virat rupa so first understanding that we are matter proceeding beyond matter and understanding that there's a supreme spiritual being by understanding that that looking at this universe which is resembling the body of the uh, universe which is uh, uh, lord's body universal uh, body which is known as viratrupa and then slowly going beyond that and understanding that the lord is a person this is how the bhagavatam is built in the fifth canto of shrimad bhagavatam from chapter 1 to chapter 25 lot of detachment is told this is especially the pastimes of rishabhadev and jadabharat fifth canto discuss and it's talking more of the detachment aspects that don't be attached to matter don't be attached to whereas on the later part of the fifth chapter it talks about cosmology the movement of the sun how you know uh, the day and the night works more about the cosmology only so why it is given like that because unless there is some kind of detachment one we cannot understand the even the cosmology also properly therefore the detachment aspect is emphasized first in the fifth canto through the instructions of rishabhadev and jadabharat and all that and then the cosmology is happened we see normally the material world when you talk about sun or moon or anything right people are not understanding that there is a personality behind that very difficult all they see is matter this is matter that is matter this is matter and how i can enjoy matter because that matter concept is very deep inside and therefore they cannot relate to anything other than matter it's not possible condition that's what shila propas says condition soul but to understand little bit beyond matter some renunciation has to be happen that is what bhagavatam is focusing on little bit of renunciation here and then you will understand so as a devotee you go and read the fifth canto you easily know yes there is a person sun god is there behind sun but if you go and tell your class, your your colleagues your your working colleagues that the sun has got a, per, a person yeah who is driving and the sun planet has got a driver chauffeur his name is aruna and there are about seven white horses running will they believe that 
come on don't give this crap to me this is mythology don't talk about this why because that renunciation aspect is missing there correct but technically bhagavatam says how the sun what speed it see bhagavatam is so uh, giving so minute details it also gives very interesting to know that the sun has got a, a chariot and the chariot got so many wheels and how the wheels are going over mount meru connecting a, 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 a point to pivoting to um, dhruva planet it's connected to the dhruva planet it's making circumferences you know what gradual you know and how the day and nights are formed how eclipses are formed it gives a complete study shrimad bhagavatam therefore a person who is engrossed in matter they cannot understand this and that is why renunciation aspect is stressed in the fifth canto through the instructions of jada bharat and rishabhadev and then slowly sukadeva goswami is giving although it may look that why sukadeva goswami needs this information from maharaj parishit it's not for maharaj parishit it's for us because he is at a different level so these instructions are given for us therefore we should have some kind of renunciation before we jump into this bhagavatam otherwise we cannot understand shrimad bhagavatam no matter you try you try with your material aspects you cannot understand okay that's the second point the third point is limitation of science science operates on physical phenomena that's only so much we can do now sir isaac newton who's a scientist what he did he was sitting on one day after the bhagavatam class he was sitting in the in saint kilda park he saw one apple falling down all of us what you have seen oh i have saved 1 dollar i got a apple that's what we will think he thought why the apple is coming down why it is not going up hmm. and he could have said he is a devotee okay newton is a devotee you can see a lot of examples devotee in the sense he could understand the difference between body and soul all the scientists they could understand the relation now you go to a scientist and say do you know there is a soul he will say no what soul it's only body they do not have a knowledge because those days they were in the mode of goodness now the difference between those days and now is now scientists in the mode of passion those days scientists were in the mode of goodness so therefore they could relate to body and soul now newton was thinking why well, the apple is not going up so what he did he came out with a phenomena working and you know, studying and finding out now although newton was a devotee he could have said oh it's falling down because it's a act of god it's all ultimate everything happens by the movement of the god without god nothing happens and he could have put an end to the chapter correct did he do that it's god everything is falling everything is going up and down it's all the grace of god so god is ultimate hare krishna and he can go what did he do he went and did a research and he found out a phenomena of gravity that every object will tend to fall down it doesn't go up the moment you drop something it will fall down 
If anyone has got a very costly mobile phone, please give it to me. I'll show gravity. How it works. Yeah? Then only we'll know what's the power of gravity. It's seven years old, you know, so it doesn't have any value. So, he fought a phenomena. That phenomena works only for the material realm. It doesn't go for the, <laughs> it doesn't go beyond the material realm. Okay? Now, what do we understand by that? Oh, I did not understand. Please give an example. Okay, I'll give an example. A, a fisherman is going to do some fishing. He's carrying a net. In that the net has got one inch by one inch, very big hole. Now he's going with the idea that I am today going to get a lot of fishes, but the fish net has got big, big holes, okay? One inch by one inch, a big one. Now he's going to spend the whole day fishing. Will he get a fish? Why? So what? What will happen with the hole? So, the equipment he has got for a particular job is incorrect. So if you want to go for a fishing, which normally devotees don't, here's an example, you should take a, a rod or a net which is smaller so that the fish will come. So the same thing, material energy works like that. The material energy, all the apparatus here, will not show you what is God, will not teach you what is God. Limitations are there. The medical science is there to relieve problem, correct? All medical science means it is supposed to relieve problem. But is there any instrument that will measure the pain of the body? They've got painkillers they'll give you to relieve. But do you know how much pain you've got in the body? Is there any, any instrument known as painometer? No. Because pain is experiential. You can only feel the pain. It is not quantifiable. I cannot say I had 80 kgs of pain yesterday. Today you're having one kg of pain? You cannot say that. It's not quantifiable. It's experiential. So therefore, if you want experience, you must come transcend to the spiritual energy. Not material energy will not solve your problem. It will be able to go like a quick fix. It's able to fix something. But you will not experience that. And therefore, this is a problem. Science has got limitation. It's only so much you can do. Yeah? Now, the last, next one we are going to see is how in the case of uh, okay, in, in the case of a treatment, okay, say for example someone has got a, someone is sick okay, someone is sick now for a sick, you know, what you do you need, you need two aspects one is a curative medicine to cure like antibiotic and other one is a painkiller because he's sick, he's suffering from pain and sickness. Yeah? So you need a curative medicine which is an antibiotic and a painkiller. Now in our topic to discuss, 
to understand better, the curative medicine, antibiotic is considered as spiritual and the painkiller is considered as material. Okay, any material perspective, material topic, material equipment, whatever you call, based on material phenomena. Say, if someone says, yes, I am going to take only antibiotics, I do not want painkiller, now what will happen? Yes, the pain may be, of course, the sickness may be cured, but he has to suffer the pain, correct? Because he's not taking painkiller. Or on the other hand, if someone says, I do not want antibiotic, I want only painkiller, will the problem be cured? Will his disease be cured? No. Therefore, we have to strike a balance. In this world, we want science also. At the same time, we want spirituality also. Spirituality is to transcend for the inner body, inner path. Material is for the outer path. So in our spiritual science, we have got two paths. One is the outer path where you progress with your education, your job, your career, your family, all this is outer path. Krishna is not worried about it. That is not the motive of Bhagavad Gita. That's not the motive of Srimad Bhagavatam. But the motive of Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam is inner path. How do you know who you are? You are a person, spiritual person. You are a soul living in the body. Have you realized that? This is known as science of self-realization. Have you known that you are a soul and you are a tiny part of Krishna? Have you realized that in your life? No, you are not realized. Next birth again, you become a body or a dog or a cat. Because you are not realized. As long as someone is not able to realize that they are part of Krishna or they have a spiritual identity in this birth, the next birth is very troublesome for them. Because they work in ignorance, they move in ignorance, they do everything in ignorance. So, mere antibiotic is not enough. So someone may say, yes, scriptures are very important. Yeah, and Bhagavatam says that, or scripture says that, science should not be there. It is like taking only antibiotic. Someone says on the other hand, why do you want antibiotic? Take only painkiller. This is like saying, oh, science has developed so much. See, today I've come to Australia. I got a PR. I got a better house. I got a car. But what is the guarantee that you're going to live? You may have an accident. No plane, no aeroplane says that, yes, you can, risk, you can go from destination A to B without any problem. Did they give a guarantee? No. So therefore, science is also important. Yeah? But you cannot say, I want only painkiller, I do not want to take it. Why do you want, I've got so many things, I do not want God. Why do you want God in my life? Answer this point. That's what they say. Because they are foolish. Because you can see in this scenario of this sickness, painkiller and antibiotic, you can say that they are like, little bit foolish like taking only painkiller. I'll take only painkiller, I want my disease to cure. It will never happen. Therefore, people who think, I've got this material life, I've got a big house, I've got a car, I don't want Lord, I don't want to come to the temple, I don't want to do any service, fine. They're foolish like that. They want only, only painkillers. And people who are very, you know, 
um, followers of scriptures, they say, you know what, how India was there, we don't even touch this, we don't want to touch that, you know, we will only wash our house with cow dung, we don't bring antibiotic. In COVID time also, I do not use antibiotic. You know, what is that? Antibacterial, I use only cow dung, all this. This is also fanatic. Because you have to embrace science. A combination is important. Yeah? As much as antibiotics required for the disease and the painkiller, so also science is required. Important. So that is why this cosmology or this Srimad Bhagavatam talks about cosmology not because it has to present this whole world because it, the sun is moments are like this and you know it's going like this and all that it's not presenting cosmology but it's helping us to meditate our mind so that there's a supreme lord behind that all creation to help us to meditate in different angles bhagavatam third canto is talking about something else fifth canto is talking about sixth canto is talking about the whole bhagavatam such a nectar it tells us how there are different ways to approach God. And one should seek, one should seek, come to Krishna. Your mere material knowledge or your material assets are not enough. It's as good as foolish people who is thinking I've got a bunch of painkiller, I'm happy with that. No, a disease has to be cured by two ways, two aspects. Yeah. So that is why. So what we do is, yes, we have to embrace also. For example, today if I say, oh, I came from India in a village. At that time, it was so nice. I don't want to use this microphone. This is material. I don't want to, don't bring that camera to me. It's material. I don't want to use specs. I will read Bhagavatam. What will happen? I can't even talk. No. So therefore, we need technology. But it has to be used in the service of Krishna. Then it has got a higher cause. If I use only for my pleasure, I got a home theater where I only for my pleasure, then what is the point? You're not connecting. You're not trying to understand yourself. You're not transcending the body. The whole purpose of Bhagavadam is defeated then. Yes? So, the conclusion is that we have to balance. And how you balance? That is why you need scriptures. You must know. If you, so again, re-paraphrasing, if you think only I've got material energy, I don't want spiritual energy, that means you're foolish. You're taking only anti uh, painkiller. But if you think, oh, I've got scriptures, I don't want to use uh, science in the, in the growth of uh, spirituality, then you are like taking only antibiotic, not taking painkiller. So we need antibiotic and painkiller, which means we have to embrace spirituality along with science and we have to progress on the path of spirituality. Okay, I will stop here now. <clears throat> if there are any quick comments or questions, please, <clears throat> we shall conclude. Yes, Mataji. Thank you so much. It's a really beautiful class. I don't have that much deeper knowledge about all this Bhagavatam, but you explained so beautifully. Thank you so much. And it's yeah, all the, by the uh, yeah, It's yes, all available yeah. in Srila Prabhupada. All I have to do is I have to pick and choose, like making a kitchari. You know, I have to pick some grains. I have to pick a, you know, a sambar powder and then uh, dal and vegetable and mix it into kitchari. That's what I did. 
It's all there in Srila Prabhupada. Therefore, devotees, please, this is a nectar, I'm telling you. Srimad Bhagavatam. You know, we, you can get this book in the temple, you know, the devotees and all that. There are 12 cantos. Nectar, it shows everything from A to Z, material matter to spirit. Yeah? And Bhagavad Gita is also there. So Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, they're talking about how one can transcend. As we discussed earlier, yeah, as we discussed earlier, Arjuna came to Krishna not to get the knowledge of training of archery. He wanted transcendental knowledge. So also Parishit Maharaj, who was going to die in seven days, he did not come to Sukadev Goswami to go to ICU unit. He wanted transcendental knowledge, although he was dying in seven days. Therefore, all these people, if you see, they come to Krishna to get a knowledge, and through that knowledge, they are peaceful. First, we have to be internally peaceful, then externally we'll be peaceful. Externally, if you try to be peaceful, internally, if you're not peaceful, you'll never be peaceful. Very, very important point. Yeah? We will try to do so many things, trying outside to be happy, but we'll never be happy. Internally, we should make an endeavor to be peaceful. Then externally, automatically, it's peaceful. And that internal peaceful, our internal path is our path regarding uh, the study of Bhagavad Gita, study of Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Association of Devotees, and top of that is chanting of Hare Krishna Mantra, which gives very peaceful to your mind, which is Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare. One should do this on a regular basis. Regular basis. Not leaving, continuing, continuing and discontinuing. Regular basis. Then one gets the strength to pull on with the material uh, troublesome world. Yes, Prabhu, Hare Hare Krishna, Surugopath. Very wonderful class. Uh, the only comment is that you don't have to take antibiotics all the time because you can depend upon your immunity. This is See, Lord has given us immunity. So, if the painkiller is not acting for one or two days, then you think you are getting worse then antibiotic will be necessary. But spirituality is most important. As you said, if we are spiritual, then Krishna will help you, and immunity also will grow up. So you might not need antibiotic, even at the top of the disease. No, I'll give you an example of a disease. A Correct. disease yeah, has to be cured in two ways. So therefore, you know, in that Perfect. example, yeah, yeah. You have to speak that, I, I've spoken that in that context, yeah? Therefore, Perfect. one, you need that. It's not that I'm taking all of you from today, you take antibiotic, you will not get a, a winter flu. It's not like that. It is just, you know. Perfect. Yeah? Analogical. Your yeah, class yeah. is perfect. Analogical. And therefore, we should try all endeavor. Yeah? Okay, Hare Krishna. Thank you very much, Hare Krishna. Uh, Srimad Bhagavadam ki jai. jai. Jagat Guru Shila Prabhupada ki jai. Surugopal Prabhu ki jai. Grace Mahatma Prabhu ki Thank you.